another episode of That's a Rap Pod. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. That's at Rosalesaurus. I'm joined by our producer, Jay Lung. What's up? And my other co-host, Andreas Babiolakis. The Rantery. That's my title. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, everybody? This is the That's a Rap Podcast. So happy you guys could join us. Man, we got a lot of Raptor news. Yeah, it's a little sad, though. We didn't get that uh, win yesterday night, but at least we have something to talk about. It was a close-ass game, that's for damn sure. Dre, you were actually at the game, weren't you? Yeah, it was my first game that I've been to in a while. Certainly the first game with the Kawhi-led squad. Um, so yeah, the atmosphere was absolutely buzzing. I mean, even when the Raptors were at their worst many years ago, Raptors fans are so loyal. And the Air Canada Centre Skydome, now Scotiabank Arena, wherever it is, Raptors fans are loyal. They come in mass droves. Always always exciting but to see this atmosphere it was almost like the final quarter felt like it was like a playoff game back during um you know the early Bosch era when we still had some working out to do like it was it was crazy like i can't imagine what this what this arena is going to be like come playoffs this year it's going to be like a gladiator arena it's going to be nuts oh my god i know totally and and the thing is i think because the fact that the Raptors are in first place, you're gonna you have a target on your back. Everybody's gonna give you their best shot. I mean, Denver is a really good team. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like uh, day in day out, if you're number one, everyone's gonna try to dethrone you for that number one spot. Um, we did come back, and it was kind of good for our bench to bring us back for once, don't you think? It was it was nice to see uh, Delon stepping up. Um, I know Fred Fred's still struggling a bit with his role. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll probably talk about this a little bit more later, but how, you know, he's, uh, he, his role is kind of changing. They're asking him to, nurse is asking him to, to, to create more when really, you know, just, just give it to DeLon, give it to Siakam, let them create. And, and he's, he's shown the, the capability to be a great spot up shooter, but you know what? Yeah. Yesterday was a great game for, for us all around. I mean, the other thing is that was kind of lost in it is that, uh, Kawhi was great the clutch. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. had the the Boston Detroit games that we we will often reference where he you know he didn't hit the game winner for us, but here he is hitting two buckets in the last minute. To the first one was to give us the lead, the second one to tie the game. So he yeah. kind of came through for us. So I don't know what, what more he could have asked for from him in that in that moment. So yeah, great game all around. I'm I'm happy with how we kind of pulled it together and still came through despite some brutal three point shooting. I mean, I think we were. I forgot what the percentage was, like 15 of 25 or something like 30 misses. It was really yeah, bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Kawhi did have a really good game. Uh, he had 27 points, 8 rebounds, uh, which is obviously what we're going to talk about later about his uh, Player of the Week award. Uh, but I feel like we did not have an answer for Nikola Jokic. He got a triple-double, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 15 assists. He is a load. He's just so much bigger than everybody. He made Serge Ibaka look like a twig. And he can kind of look over everybody, so that's why he can see. Uh, but as a big man, like he's a really good passer. There was one play, I think it was oh, the yeah. third quarter, and you were there, Dry. I know you saw this when he was drifting to the three point line, and he like whipped it to the corner to Jamal Murray, like right on the money. And the, the fact that this is this guy's like a seven foot, like three hundred. He, he almost kind of looks like Big Show, and he's going to th- like. <laughs> I, I don't even know what kind of like shot putler or. or frisbee pass that was that was an amazing pass right on the spot for jamal right like there was no answer for Jokic, man like, it was incredible
incredible to see a big man like that uh, play. Our two big guys, JV and Serge Ibaka, look like you know kids. I've liked Jokic for a while, and that's partially why I even bought tickets to this game because I felt like people at the beginning of the season were sleeping on the Nuggets, and it's like, no, they're going to do well this year. Look at them now, first in the West. Jokic reminds me of two particular players. Uh, one overall, when it, I mean, when it comes to his passing, one overall and one in a particular instance. The guy passes like Steve Nash or like, God, I mean, his his passing is incredible. I mean, behind the back, uh, behind the head, no looks everywhere. I mean, the guy can't sit still. And he passes on a consistent basis. Like, let's see if you know what I'm talking about. You probably do. The iconic Stojakovic pass, the one where he whips it across the court and somehow makes his mark. Jokic does that, maybe not distance-wise, but like that kind of intense pass, like spot on every three passes. The guy's crazy. He just passes like with such intensity and such a brute force. Like you can't stop him. When he misses, he'll knock somebody's eye out in the crowd. But that's very <laughs> rare. Like he almost always hits his mark. And for such a tall player, it's 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 insane. He's never been in an all-star game, has he? No, and it's it's oh, absolute yeah. insanity. He deserves to be in an all-star game. He's the leader of this team. He he truly does deserve it. And I'm a little disappointed that you named two passers and neither of them was Chris Weber. Oh Chris Weber, yeah. Okay. He's I wrote about this in my article. It's like he's he's basically Chris Weber, but for the present time. And you even named mm. a king and didn't even name Chris Weber. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like it, Nick Jokic is like I don't know the way he's built. I mean, you guys were alluding to this, but like, it's like, it's like he graduated from from the school of, of the Paul Pierce All Stars. There's no definition at all in his mm-hmm. muscle. Like, there's, it's just he's just big. But, uh, yeah, I was I was impressed too by by his play, and uh, he he will he's definitely on his way to his first All Star uh, appearance. Yeah, I mean, record means a lot, and like you said, he's for, they're first in the West, and he's the unquestioned leader of that team so i, I think uh, an all-star spot's well in his uh, in his near future don't forget uh, jamal murray too uh, kitchener's own 21 points oh. eight, ass- eight assists seven rebounds he was a near triple double too so it's almost like we didn't have an answer for jamal either he he has that yeah. little floater game he closed out lowry he only like gave lowry five points and that that was it yeah. like that two man game for nikola yochis and jamal murray that that was kind of what sealed the deal don't you think even though uh, Millsap didn't have high numbers, I feel like he still was like at least a bother to us, you know, because a lot of our focus was trying to get because, I mean, they've got a lot of built big players. So like because we were so concerned on trying to out-D them, which let's be honest, they schooled us in rebounds and, and defensive like offensive defensive rebounds and just, you know, having a presence every time the ball went loose, whether off the, off the net or or within play like we just got relatively schooled in that aspect but as a result you know it left their shooters out in the open and they just happened to be on fire so yeah the first half of the game for sure we were outplayed i would say the only three people on the raptors that showed up in the first half considering that uh lowry didn't even score in the first half um Kawhi. Siakam and uh, considerably Ibaka. Everybody else, I felt like, was very rusty, and we were scrambling to like not knowing what to do with the Nuggets because they're just a well-oiled machine right now. And 
I think they will continue to be for the rest of the season. Like now that Jokic is being utilized properly, they have a great defensive presence. They play a great fundamental game. They're scary. They're quite good. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, Paul Millsap because on several occasions he was matched up with Pascal Siakam. And that was one matchup I was looking forward to because I wanted to see, all right, we already know that Siakam has the spin game down and he has the capability to stop that. Guys, is is Pascal an all-star? I don't know yet. I, I think he's on his way. That's for sure. I think he's um, definitely potential player or most improved player but an all-star who who... the all-star game started tomorrow and you had to pick the best 12 guys is he in that 12 for you it doesn't sound like it is for you not for me dre what do you think you look like you were you were going for yes (laughs) well i don't want to make it seem like he's in like my top five or anything if there's 12 all things considered you know you're looking at the Golden State Warriors, where, you know, Sans KD when he came later, homegrown Warriors, three of them became an all-star when they were out, out on top. And I mean, if we're looking at 12 Eastern players, he might come out in the tail end because there's a lot of great talent in the East, obviously. There's there's Yanni, who's probably going to be the, the schoolyard uh, kid who's going to pick all the other kids for his team at this point. You know, Kawhi, Lowry, both of them. Depending on Washington's position, Wall and Beal will likely make it. No way. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got well, you got much sharper grin. You got Embiid and, and Simmons probably. I think Siakam's got a shot. Um, I went through a quick exercise of uh, just kind of going through. Okay, let's pick five guards, five forwards, and then two wild card spots for the twelve. So my five guards, um, if it were to happen now, Lowry and Kemba. Um, as your starters, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and Oladipo are your other three guards. Mm-hmm. Um, stop me if, if any of these are definite no's. Um, so those are your five guards. Uh, the five forwards, we got Leonard, we got Embiid for your starting forwards. Uh, Simmons and Blake Griffin as your other two forwards. So I haven't mentioned Wall, Beal. I haven't mentioned Horford. For my last two wildcard spots, I'm giving one to Drummond. He's leading the league in rebounding. He's putting up monster numbers. He's like 20-20. He's a threat for 20-20 every game. That is a toss-up between uh, Vucevic of Orlando, uh, Sabonis out of Indiana, who's like, his numbers are like through the roof, and Siakam. And moment, I would give it to Sabonis. But it's, you know, it, it's funny how we talk about the, the depth of the West. And, and trust me, the depth of the West is insane. It's even worse than the East. But yeah. for Siakam, is hard. And I mean, probably any other year, he would have baited in the East. But the, the, even the East is starting to catch up now to the West in terms of talent. But so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> saying there's a chance. <laughs> okay, see. Insert Jim Carrey image. I just don't think he's recognized enough. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I can't tell you why. I, I have just feeling this gut feeling that I, I don't think that he can make the All-Star game. Don't get me wrong. I want him to be there, and I would be so, so happy if he did. But to me, I just don't think he makes the cut. That's all. I can't really give you an answer. I think he's on the right path. Yeah. That, there he's you on, go. He's on the right path. For yeah. sure. Yeah, he's he's. you're right. You're right. If, if it were right now, even, even I agree with you. If, if it was right this very moment, he's not in. 
but he's close. But his numbers recently have been amazing. Over the last 12 games, he's shooting almost 50% from three. That was supposed to be his weakness down at that oh, rate. He's doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's starting to fill in any any um, hesitations you may have about him. And if he continues on this route, like now until the end of January to to finalize the roster spot. So if he continues on this path, which it looks like he is, um, we might be looking at another all-star. Do you think that if Kawhi wasn't on a team that Siakam would be flourishing like this? No. So you think that no. this I... has to deal with like the presence of Kawhi? Yeah, I think or both two, uh, two things slash three things possibly green Kawhi, and nurse the the first uh three changes of the season that we had uh Kawhi's presence creates a lot of defense which allows because you know offense is also heavily defense you know, i'm not i don't need to like explain that to you know this kind of crowd it makes perfect sense you know you have screens you have uh four other players trying to guard one player trying to get to the net or trying to open plays you have great defensive presence from, you know, Kawhi, from Danny Green. And the result is you have a guy who can now do these crazy spins because the floor is opening up for him. He's getting the opportunity to get to the net more easily. He's getting more comfortable. He's He's got great leadership from Kawhi and uh, a, a considerable lone wolf, Lowry, who's missing DeRozan. And... I think that's changed a lot. I think, uh, you know, was he always going to be a young, quick talent? Obviously, it's only his second season. He wasn't slated to be like the rookie of the year or anything. And I mean, he's killing it in his second season. Uh, once again, let's bring up the fact that this wasn't even his primary sport 10 years ago. You know, he was into, he was playing soccer, right? So, I mean, this guy's just naturally incredible at the sport. But I do think these presences because you know you get somebody great like yanni lebron um durant they open up the floor for you they they change the game for you and i think because you have great all-stars which can hinder not to bring up any bad names or anything but somebody like westbrook is a great player but i feel like looking at oladipo ibaka durant how they're flourishing outside of okc you could see some hindering there you know, but other players bring out the best in you. And again, those are LeBron, uh, Jordan, you know, all all of the greats that have ever played. And, you know, at the start of the season, we said, wow, we're excited for Kawhi to be here because he's top five, if not top two best players in the NBA right now, depending on whoever was talking at that moment. And that's what they do. They They enhance other people because they are so smart with the court, smart with the game. They bring out the best in you. So that long ass answer basically confirms. I think it was it was heavily <laughs> the new squad that has enhanced Yaka, but I still think he should be an all star in a couple of months' time. Yeah, and and the other thing is like, um, uh, it's not like it's not being recognized. I mean, already yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he was recognized as the player of the week, which is a great honor, and an honor that was duplicated this week. One what of multiple awards that the Raptors have received this week. <laughs> So we have Kawhi Leonard winning uh, Player of the Week, and that's a no-brainer to us because after leading the Raptors to a three and zero week, um, you know I think that was a no-brainer there. Nick Nurse winning the first Coach of the Month for they they combine October and November because October is only like really a half month. Mm-hmm. 
coach of the month uh, for the Eastern Conference. And down in the G League uh, for the 905, oh, yeah. Chris Boucher winning uh, player of the week, I believe. Montreal native. Uh, he, the Montreal native, he was put together 30 points, 12 boards, four blocks. Damn. And the 905 are just a totally different team when he's not being called up by the Raptors. They are nine and one when he plays. Um, so, yeah, good good news all around. What do you guys say? Yeah, shout out to Jama Manalea coaching that team. Nice. The 905 is such a good program for the Raptors. Like, you can see when they brought up, you know, Siakam and they got Norman Powell there and even Fred Van Vliet, you can see the, you know, the fruits of the labor. They, the, how, they how they train them is basically how they train the Raptors. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Boucher comes up um, not only as a call-up, but maybe for years to come, he could probably have a spot on the roster. But I'm not surprised with any of these awards. I'm a little surprised with the with the Nick Nurse, but it's only because it's his only his first month of uh, of being a head coach, and he already won. So he's basically one and zero for Coach of the Month. Uh, and uh, we we even tweeted this out. He. Uh has never not won the coach of the <laughs> month award so he's he's batting 100 right yeah, so man. congrats to to Nick Nurse and i think it's also funny that uh um, i think both of you guys pointed this out earlier today with nurse and uh, who won over in the west doc rivers <laughs> doc rivers yeah <laughs> yeah nurse a doctor in the house i mean what is this the nba or is it a, a, a hospital award or something yeah they're yeah. trying to take <laughs> they're trying to take advantage of the canadian free healthcare that's what it is yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 good to see um you know bringing it back to to Chris Boucher. I mean, it's great to see news coming out of the 905 because uh yesterday there was also some troubling news actually out of the 905. Um their their starting point guard Kay Felder was waived by the team once uh due to allegations of I believe it's domestic violence. Oh, uh, you guys that's... uh I think it goes without saying, especially, I mean, it, it's it's a common buzz statement to say it's 2018 or it, in a 2018 or post Me Too world or, you know, whatever people say. But nonetheless, whether it's 2018 or 1998 or 1948, I don't think it's ever okay to abuse a partner and... While that's not workplace related, I think it does misrepresent a team greatly. And um, I mean, it's just, it's it's despicable behavior, I think. Uh, I can never condone that kind of behavior. And again, while it's not at work, once you know, like it just taints the whole organization if you keep and allow something like that that's happening. So I think... Whether or not um, he has been charged, I think the Raptors are taking a very, uh, they're making a statement here, right? They're they're yeah. saying that we, we're not going to condone this. Um, you know, they acted so fast that allegation didn't even leak until he was waived, right? So they, they acted very fast. For any of our football listeners, I mean, this just happened on uh, Friday with Kareem Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, there was allegations of him hitting a girl back in february and the team did nothing nfl did nothing finally uh tmz releases a video and that's when the nfl acts so there's a a stark contrast to how you know the 905 is dealt with it versus wow the chiefs and the nfl have because this is i mean if you remember 
a couple years ago, the same thing happened with Ray Rice and the and the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. You know, he yeah. he had hit his wife. Baltimore did nothing. Finally, the video is released by TMZ, and then they were forced to act. I mean, they're it's the exact opposite, right? The NFL is waiting to see proof. There's uh there's enough here. We we don't want this to be part of our team. We're gonna act quickly. Yeah, and if you wanted to go like closer to home, last year with Roberto Osuna too with the Jays, like he, it it's such a tricky subject because no one wants to wants any of this and part of their team, part of their, uh, like like you said, Dre, part of anything. They don't you don't want to be a part of any of it. So what you what you have mm-hmm. to do is what is what the Raptors did. They have to do they have to act quickly. Unlike the NFL, who are just going to be like, oh, uh, they release a video, let's act now. Or even with uh, with Hunt, where he actually he released a video and then he apologized. Like it's things like this where you don't want to be put on your on your name right and no one wants to put it behind their back we want things to change of course and what other platform is better than you know national sports um do you want to be a good representation you want to be you have so many eyes on you regardless if you're in the g league or the nba and as a league you have to make sure that these things are dealt with at a timely manner and the right way not just the hey let's slap a fine on him or let's release him so we don't have to deal with it it's like no these things happen and we have to deal with it as it comes so it doesn't happen again you know and yeah yeah, like things things like this unfortunately it happens we just have to and how to fix it is just to keep teaching our youth that this is not right and you have to respect not only um the the women in your life the mothers and sisters your coworkers your teachers everybody just give everybody respect and things like the NFL and the NBA you got not only adults watching you got kids watching so when things like this happen like it's a it's a really big deal um yeah i mean it's it's there's so much for me to say and i could i could cut talk on and on about this it's disappointing especially that it's so close to home but yeah i'm just i'm just glad that the raptors didn't take any time to to deal with it yeah because, uh, you know, all of that reminds me of, are you apologizing because you f- feel bad about what has happened? Or are you apologizing because you've been, cl- which is basically what it feels like when a league does nothing until TMZ, like a tabloid trash bag easing, does something about it and tarnishes your reputation as a reputable company. But it's like, well, you know, you could have done that if you acted upon it sooner, because now it looks like you condone this until you look bad. And it's a sensitive topic. So the best thing to do is to solve it right there and there, right then and there. And I think the 905 definitely did the right thing here because it's it's unacceptable behavior, especially, do you know the exact details? Like when, because he, he got charged now, but was this like a recent attack? Do you know, or was it one I'm pretty sure, a while ago either? I'm pretty sure it yeah. was, it was uh, pretty quick and... But like, yeah, okay. regardless, if it was like yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, it doesn't matter. It doesn't you, matter. You gotta, yeah. gotta act quick. But like, uh, going back to what I was saying, like even things like this, like uh, a, a small platform, like a podcast where you and uh, us three, we get together once a week. We I like to get to talk about these things too, you know, not just because of, we like to talk about Raptors or sports, but you know, things, things like this, we can also educate people too. And uh, so I'm glad that we got to bring this up. That's that's a great no. I I I just want to echo what you had to say. I mean, th- this is our platform, right? Yeah, yeah. And we get to talk about not only the good about those those points, but yeah, to your point, yeah, this we're using this platform to bring up these types of issues. And the thing is, with with 
places like TMZ, they've got cameras everywhere, right? And that can be uh, both used for good and for bad. Um, obviously, in this situation, it was a bad situation, but also in good. So uh, Raptor T Delon Wright snuck a photo in the locker room of a new locker spot right beside oh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Mm. Locker for Drake. Is it Drake it says, though? Because uh, when it, it it's it, what does it say? The boy. The boy. What does that yeah, mean? That's, that's I don't know, but be the I didn't know up until today that apparently that's what he's known as. Really? So that's so strange. The boy. <laughs> so so basically, sorry, sorry, just a little bit more context here. That locker, which is between Greg Monroe and Lowry Rosen's locker, and they left it blank. So no one was mm -hmm. sitting there. Decided yep. to fill it for Drake. What are your thoughts, guys? <laughs> well, I remember we were talking about this a few episodes back when I was like, I wonder if Lowry asked uh, to have his locker blank, or sorry, the locker beside him blank because he wanted he, uh, to respect the Rose. And maybe it could have been his choice. It could have been the team's choice. But uh, obviously, if it is for Drake, not even not even Drizzy, not even the six, not even like, like <laughs> the, the boy? boy, really? Well, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Okay, sure. That's that's pretty interesting. I guess we'll start talk. We'll start calling him the boy from now on. Maybe that's a new track. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, is there outside of like maybe Jack Nicholson or Spike Lee? Is there a bigger celebrity ambassador in the NBA currently? No, I'm I don't I don't think so. I mean, regardless of how you feel not, about not the guy. No, like this is, well, I know Jay-Z was with Brooklyn. That's why it was the all black everything outfits when they became the Brooklyn Nets. Like this, like this is unreal. Obviously he's been representing the Raptors and not just currently, they always have been, but they're definitely paying back. I mean, really uh, like a, a locker room or like a locker in the locker room. Yeah, we, it's not enough that we have you know, several seasons worth of OVO jerseys and memorabilia. Drake Knight. Yeah, now he's got a spot in the locker room. So, I don't give a damn yeah. about no damn Drake Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, Kawhi has ever, like, given him daps on the sidelines. At Each time you always see Drake talking to, like, the opponent's team, like when you see him with Kawhi. Uh, oh, no, sorry, with uh, KD. I wonder if Kawhi has ever, like, said hi to him <laughs> or knows who he is. Well, what would Kawhi listen to actually i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if it was like heavy metal or country oh that would oh, be no no actually no he listens he does listen to hip-hop because i think one of our very first episodes um we were talking about how uh they picked out a couple of the raptors i guess pr team picked four raptors to answer the question of you know what are oh, the yeah. top albums of the summer oh, and right yeah yeah yeah, yeah Kawhi was one of those so he I don't think he would just blindly choose five hip hop albums without knowing something about them. Um, <laughs> and he did, he did, he did pick Drake above, <laughs> above Travis Scott. So I remember that, right. but um, it's funny. Cause like, you know, if, if they were to talk, okay, Drake kind of outfits the team, but the one area he does not outfit the team on is the shoes. So what do you guys think of this? New balance. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. That was that was all I was gonna say. <laughs> See, I'm not a dad yet. Jay, you're a dad. You can talk to me. <laughs> you you have a say in this, man. I don't have any new balance right, shoes. Saying. But I mean, all I can think about is is uh, you know what? Whenever I saw that N 
Um, I thought when I was a kid, I thought that was Nike for the longest time because it's a giant N. It just kind of <laughs> reminded me of Nike, I guess. But no, I I never nope. knew that New Balance was known as a dad shoe, and it's just so fitting that someone like Kawhi, while everyone else is signing with Puma or or Nike or Under Armour, like you have New Balance. When was the last time you heard New Balance besides like last week? Let's be real. Well, I think oh, that that explains everything. Then, if they're dad shoes, that's why Drake's the boy. Kawhi's his dad. There you go. <laughs> his case is the oh, There you man. go. <laughs> Please tell me that I wasn't. I know I'm not the only one who freaked out and saying Kawhi Leonard has signed a multi-year deal. Dot dot dot. Yeah. On my phone, I freaked yeah, they, out. Yeah. They got to phrase that a lot better. That's clickbait for you. He absolutely did that on purpose. Like you know exactly the part we got cut off. Raced and I, I saw it all over Twitter. Everyone's freaking out. And then of course you open it up. It says with New Balance. Like <laughs> oh what a downer. <laughs> I know totally. That was probably the fastest uh, I've ever clicked my mouse. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, just just to give you my perspective on it. I mean, I personally do not own any New Balance. I do agree. Actually, you know what? No, it's not a dad shoe. It is a runner's shoe. Uh, my wife owns several pairs of New Balance. Um, actually, I think I'm lying. Maybe I do own one. No, 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 I don't. I don't. So <laughs> it's okay, Jay. You can admit it, man. It's okay. Sooner, it's just Jason me and the entire world. You know, you can tell us. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's totally fine. <laughs> but no, man, that's it's it's awesome. I I mean, shout out to New Balance. Hopefully, we'll see a new line of New Balance shoes, either called the boys or the dads. I don't know. Who knows? But can, can we can we blow this out of proportion? Like, come on, he's skipping out on 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 Jordans, right? I think that was his last who he was last with to go with New Balance. So, is he trying to send a message? Is he trying to say, you know what? I am my own. Like, I'm not going to follow what you want me to follow. I'm going to follow my own path. He is trying to send a message. That message is he's a fun guy. <laughs> It's true. Trying to tell you since the start of the season, nobody's listening. Yeah, he was he was dead serious. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh let's keep going. Let's keep there, there's so much more NBA news. Um just dropped actually is per Woj. Some news of Markel Fultz. He is actually oh, well, can I can I take this yeah. one so that I can pronounce it? So Markel Fultz has been diagnosed with neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. So that's a uh, short form of TOS, and thank you for the snow clap. <laughs> I practiced that. It's not a uh, so it is something around uh, his nerves, and it's the nerves between his neck and shoulder. Oh, and that's dangerous. This syndrome that this is why he's having some difficulties with just functional movement and range of motion. So this is why he cannot shoot as he used to in college. This is why he has difficulties with that shooting motion so the outcome of this is that he is going to be out indefinitely but really it's they're looking at something like a six week timeline which isn't too bad if you think about you know something like this where you know someone who does not have the ability to shoot a basketball that seems like a very serious uh injury um so I guess the good news out of this is that, you know, A, they finally kind of found what the, the problem is with Fultz. Uh, B, it is, uh, quote unquote, only a six-week uh, timetable, although they are still saying indefinitely. Getting that the, the treatment he finally needs, like we, we finally know that 
it's not mental. A lot of us were saying like, oh, he's got the yips. Like he yeah. just forgot how to shoot. So now that there's actually a diagnosis, now he can start to do physio and start to get his 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 game back. This doesn't require a surgery, does it? Uh, no, uh, physiotherapy is all he's going to have. So he's going to he's going to be rehabbing through. And it, my my wife is a physio, so I, I I'm mm. familiar with with this. So that's where you got it. Okay. Like, oh, <laughs> that makes. <laughs> A lot of exercises so um yeah i mean it's again good news i guess for the sixers yeah. and bad news for us uh, the sixers are gonna get a little bit scared yeah, no kidding. That, that is kind of like the wild card right i mean this is why you know we, we were talking about the whole thing about the sixers being are they better or worse with butler i mean if you get a if you get fultz back to what he was in college then bit of a game changer yeah. there no recently yeah. they just released a, or i think it was bleacher pro or ball god they they uh put up some video clips of marco Fultz in college man he's he was dangerous he he was pretty was spicy dope. my goodness yeah no if he if he can come back and hopefully he he comes back with full recovery because i think he's a good young player uh he he kind of came in with a lot of high expectations number one pick overall you're not not gonna have high expectations right so we don't want to see um Another what is that guy's that what is that uh Bargnani? No, not, I mean think about it even worse, Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't even remember his name anymore. Oh, oh pff, he's that Canadian guy. too. Yeah. Bennett, Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett. No, Anthony Bennett, man. <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> we don't speaking of Cavaliers and Canadians and Yips, uh, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean he's um, at least he's still in the league. That's that's true, yeah, actually. Right. No, sorry, Jay, you got still got some. No, yeah, I got some other news. Um, per Bleacher Report, actually, it, the Knicks apparently are collecting assets for a possible trade with Washington to acquire John Wall. Uh, names included Frank. Jay, you want to take his last name? Tilakina. There it is. <laughs> Tilakina. Tilakina. Don't pronounce the end. All right. All right. Tilakina. Dampin Dodson. I have no, even, no idea who that is. Courtney Lee. Damon. Uh, I think it's Damon. Damon? Damon? Dodson? All right, don't matter. Court- Whatever. Dotson. <laughs> yeah. I his last name. Yeah. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's why you know him. So, yeah. You got- Otherwise, somebody else is watching the Knicks. <laughs> and yeah. then you got Courtney Lee, and then the main acquisition, the 2020 first round and second round pick. Is this enough mm. for John Wall? What do you guys think? Um, Obviously, you're going to have to throw whatever you can at him because guy's a great and insanely expensive player. Um. Jay, you're the expert. What do you think? I don't know. This is, I mean, we discussed this last week about how, how horrendous that, that, that contract was. So if, if I'm Washington, if I get anyone who wants John Wall, I'm taking the deal. So okay. I think for Washington, it's a no brainer. Eve is, and that draft pick is the valuable part. So you're, you're right there, Jay, especially with, with the Knicks, because who knows how, how bad they'll be when, when that draft pick comes around. Um, and then from from the Knicks standpoint, I mean, this is what the Knicks do. This is what the Knicks and Lakers and the big market cities will do. It's uh, you know, the, if you're if you're not making the playoffs, if you're not a playoff team, if you're not a championship contender, you have the assets to make the big splash. And um, you know, they're probably thinking, you know, acquiring someone like Wall, that's the kind of acquisition. You know, you pair that with Porzingis whenever he returns. That's not a bad duo, and that's the type of talent that you'd hope will attract more talent in the offseason when Durant is available, and you know they're going to be players in that, mm. the free agents next year. So 
I think it works out for both teams. Washington gets a fresh new start with some young assets, with a draft pick on the on you know coming in. Um, and you know, like we said in last week's pod, if if there's one guy that needs to go for Washington, uh, it would be Wall. But that's only if you can find someone who would take on that mon like that monster contract. Um, Beal Beal's contract is much quote unquote cheaper, even though it's twenty seven million. But at least that's a building block you can work with. Beal's a, a a great outside shooter and a great defender. So yeah, if you can get something for a while, I would do it. Yeah, what you said. Um, I think you put it in better terms than I could have, and made perfect sense of it. But the question is, you know, you can speculate this all you want. Will they actually go for something like this? Because we're seeing drastic pulls from teams and players already this season, like the firing of of Tyron Lue, um, you know, Corver leaving the Cavaliers, um, Mello. Even the Bulls. The, the Bulls just fired They Hoiberg, just fired right? their coach. Yep. Lots of teams that are in the bottom um, in their darkest hour this season are doing drastic changes. So, you know, they they still have lots of time to, but the time is now if they want any sort of semblance of, you know, remotely – or they could just tank as well. I mean, I guess they have lots of options to work with, uh, but they're not doing too hot. A team that is starting to get hot, and we've kind of mentioned that earlier, is is actually those Philadelphia 76ers. And mm-hmm. they've won, I believe it's eight of their last 10. And, oh, look at that. They're facing Toronto. They're coming to Toronto. To, well, I want to say tomorrow night, but by the time this podcast release, I can guess we can say... Um, so there's two things at play here. We've got Jay. Can I just say I yeah. love your segues? I'm working it today. I'm working, <laughs> working it. it, bro. And the return of Jimmy Butler. He also was here earlier in the season with Minnesota. This is the first time they're here together. Two things. First off, clearly he went to the 76ers because he just really wanted to face us sooner. That's all. That's all it was. It wasn't about him wanting a different team. He just really wanted to play us again. Uh, secondly, I want that debate right about the 76ers doing all right with butler they're doing all right <laughs> so you're not, yeah, that's true you're not wrong. Yeah, that's man. true right that that makes me feel kind of good i mean <laughs> I, I i don't want to be a charles barkley who's like man the clippers aren't even going to make the playoffs meanwhile they're like second in the west so <laughs> you know you never want to make bold statements because you could be dead wrong in sports because a lot of it is analysis but a lot of it is chance of luck so uh, I'm still calling a Raptors victory, though. It's going to be tough. I think we definitely have a more solid team. They're more of, well, especially because they lost a lot of their their depth, but they have a big three that work well together and do enhance their team, so they do have that going for them. But we have more. I would argue that perhaps their big three is better than ours, but if we outcoach them, we don't have too many cracks, and if we do, we figure it out. I think I think we've got a good shot at beating them. I think it's going to be tough, that's for sure. I do like I agree with Dre that uh, their starting lineup is probably has a little bit more talent than we do, but all around, I do feel like we have a better bench, we have a better all around team, and I think we have a better coach. We have the coach of the month, so mm. I agree. It's going to probably be a tough one, but I think we sneak this one out. 
Um, we always somehow have an answer for Simmons and Embiid. Uh, Jimmy, that's a different story. So now that we have Kawhi, it's going to be interesting if Nurse wants to put Kawhi on Simmons uh, just like last time because he did force Simmons to turn over 11 times. So, you know, you want to keep going with that? Or now that they have Jimmy, who's going to take Jimmy or who's going to take Simmons? It's going to be a toss-up. Uh, so I'm going to be really, really interested. But I do agree with uh, Jay. I think we're going to sneak out this win probably – Probably like a pretty high scoring one, like one twenty five, one twenty, or something like that. Hmm, exciting. Uh, and, and I think that you're you're right in terms of like there's it's going to be high scoring. Um, I think that there's going to be a little bit extra urgency from the Raptors. A because they're coming off a loss, um, and B because this game and their next game, which is in Brooklyn, are probably two of their more winnable games over between now and Christmas, because following the Brooklyn game. Check out this. We've got Uh-oh. Milwaukee on Sunday, mm. four-game road trip, starting with a back-to-back in LA to face the Clippers, then facing Golden State the following night. That's Ooh. hideous. <laughs> Denver. That is like the four top teams in the West right after, all on the road, right after you face the Bucks. So back Wait. to my original point better win the Sixers game and this Nets game because the next five are horrendous. Yeah. Oh. See, and this is the thing. I, I feel like with our record, 20 and five, best in NBA, a lot of doubters and skepticists are going to say that they have had the best or easiest schedule. I agree and disagree. Uh, I agree because, you know, we haven't had a chance to face the top tier and, but I also disagree because this is what you do. You face uh, the lesser tier teams, the less than 500 teams, and you go undefeated. That's how you win 60 games. You win, you know, about 40 of the, uh, you know, the less, you beat the lesser teams, and then you go halfway against the over 500 teams. This is how you get 60 wins, and this is how you get first of the East. So we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. But this is going to be the the test for the Raptors. This is going to see if we are actually there at the top and we, we should be, we should stay there without any doubt with that. I want to go back to the Denver game. It's all about how we're going to bounce back, right? So are we going to bounce back with a, you know, a dud or are we going to bounce back with a solid effort between our, our entire cast? It's nerve wracking, but is it just me? Or am I more excited uh, to watch all these games, uh, unlike last year, where I was like, "Oh no, this is this is could be disastrous." Now I'm just like, "All right, all right, bring it on. Let's bring on the top." Is it just me, or do you guys feel the same? It's funny they bring up that game yesterday. Um, <laughs> there's a, a a mini rant I, I want to do quickly. Uh, bad refereeing should not throw a game. There's always going to be bad refereeing in game. There's in any in any game, no matter what team you are, whatever. But if it's at the end of the game and it decides, you know, the the final circumstances, and there's no way you could really bounce back from it, you know, that should never happen. However, I bring this up because we got to that position because we weren't. We were pretty clanky and rusty at the start of the game, and that's something that. The Raptors kind of have to figure out, you know, that's why the Bucks loss happened. That's why yesterday when the final decisions came down to some bad calls, we didn't have to reach that place. And with these games coming up, the, the bouncing back of the Warriors to send us into overtime, a lot of that was because we collapsed. We have to find ways where we have to cancel their motivation 
especially of these big teams, Denver, Milwaukee, Golden State, which we are seeing in this in this road trip or in the next upcoming games. We have to find a way to shut them down without us going down 15, 20 points and having to bounce back. We need to find a way to go toe-in-toe with them from the start. Whatever cracks we have, we have to find out a way to get rid of them. That's our biggest flaw right now. And aside from that, we're one hell of a solid team. We just have to find a way to not slip so much. And if we're on the verge of it, we've got to correct ourselves. Great rant. I've got a couple of numbers to throw at you before we wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it talks to things that you both said. So, uh, Jay, you mentioned how we are doing against, uh, I guess you could say, uh, an easier schedule or a harder schedule. Uh, the Raptors are currently the second best team against teams that have a 500 record or better. Mm. The the Bucks and the Nuggets, obviously, uh, are 10 and 4. We are 9 and 4. So that's not that far off. Against teams that are below 500, the Raptors have the second best record as well. The Raptors are 11 and 1. So that is encouraging because that's obviously shows where it doesn't matter if we're facing tough or easy competition. The Raptors are coming to play. And last point uh, to what Andreas was saying in terms of you know, bringing our A game and having the ability to really show up and hold these leads, uh, specifically with this upcoming road trip, the Raptors have the best road record in the entire NBA mm-hmm. at 10 and 2. So again, we th- there there have been some scares over the last few games, but for the most part, we've been able to get it together and pull through with uh, some very positive uh, outcomes, whether it be a victory or at least a comeback. So uh, that's that's all I gotta say about that. I mean, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this up? Um, I'm excited for this intense road trip. If we come out with more L's than Dubs, I mean that's more of a testament of the actual road trip than just our team alone. I think we'll at least have a competitive fight, but I honestly think we'll have a better winning record than a losing record because not just for the the reasons you stated, but we've got some leadership now. And, you know, Jason, you brought up a point earlier where you felt very scared if we had to come back from very scary games or if we had these crazy road trips. It's not the same old Raptors. It's just one of those things. And I think... That's big for us, the momentum of the fans. I think it's big for the actual team itself. If it could feel the same energy that we're feeling, we're in a different space right now. And I'm not daunted by the schedule. I just know it's going to be a gritty road, but I think we we could pull it off maybe with one or two losses. But otherwise, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we won't lose at all. 77 and five is still in play. So I'm 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 okay with that. Let's go with that. But uh, until then, uh, Dre, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. And if you're a referee, I, I apologize. You don't need to uh, let me know you've heard this. Um, I'm, I'm sure you do a good job. <laughs> Jay, what about you, man? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You can find me at Raptors HQ every Monday where I do the wrap up. And uh, next Wednesday, I'm taking part in their uh, weekly roundtable. 
Yes, sir. And you can find me at jlone 20 on Twitter. You can find this podcast at That's a Rap Podcast. And you can find this podcast on all your podcast podcatchers, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, Spotify, anywhere. Make sure you leave comments, reviews. Make sure you uh, give us a five-star review. It really helps us find you, all you Raptor fanatics out there, because you know we the North. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. That's a wrap, boys. Welcome to Memphis, Yoakam Noah. Later.